Hello. Welcome, Kevin. Welcome. We survived another week of 2020. We did. Hooray. Cool. Well, we're back at you. And mm -hmm. um, who are we? Who are we? Oh, gosh, if we only knew. <laughs> um, I'm Lauren of Valkyrie Fibers. And I am Emily of Kitty with a Cupcake. And we both look really cute in our hand knits today. We do. It is well. tis the season for hand knit sweaters. What are you wearing, dear Emily? Uh, I am wearing my Weekender uh, by Andrea Mowry that I knit with Brooklyn Tweed uh, Bird Book, which is like one of their weirder greens. It's a green, but it has like red, yellow, and blue Tweety bits in it. Nice. It's kind of ugly, I like but I love it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's very comfy. It's one of my go-to. It's just like, it's kind of like wearing a big sweatshirt. Yeah, it looks super cozy. What are you yeah. wearing? Oh my gosh. I just totally blanked on the name. The designer is Tiff Nealon. She's like mm -hmm. the queen of texture. I want to say it's the Wanderer pullover. It's got this little herringbone neck and little Cute. slip stitches in the center herringbone cuff Ooh, yeah and it's kind of there's an option to do an asymmetric hem at the bottom which i did do nice. but it is it's also just really cozy to wear with my um just with leggings on any day yeah i'm pretty sure it's the wanderer pullover but it's absolutely by tiff Nealon designs and she's a lovely human and a talented designer nice and it's your yarn that you made it with, it is right? my yarn it is the, I use the colorways from my, uh, my stone lore collection, which is based off the Broken Earth trilogy by N.K. Jemison. And I have a little familiar right here who wanted to come say hi. This is my cat, Binks. Hi, Binks. <laughs> Mine is up on the tower next to me, licking herself. So. Oh, good. She's not camera ready. Mm -hmm. um, as far as news goes for this week, the only real news we have is check your Ravelry inbox, Kevin, because there's a couple prizes out there. Um, though you'll have a message from me, Lauren. My handle on Ravelry is LHB, and it'll say in the subject of the message that you won a prize. So please yeah. let me know. Check that, because we want to give you the stuff that you want. Mm -hmm. Yes, the stuff that you wanted. Hooray! Hooray! There wasn't any other news, was there? I don't think so. I think that's the only news for this week. Sweet. Did you finish anything? I did. Good, because I didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I finished a couple things. Mm -hmm. uh, I finished my... So this has a name now. This is my spin cycle design, and I have since named it, and it is called Wicked Enchantress. It blocked out so much bigger than it looked on the needles. Yes, yeah. Lace, it'll do that. It does. So this is the one in the Nostalgia colorway from Spin Cycle. And uh, there are two lace patterns for this one. This is the second one that I knit up. And it is called uh, Jezebel Jubilee. Ooh. It just has so like, alliterative. Yes. I did all, all alliterative for the names of the lace on these uh, patterns. It's Very fun. nice. It looks like it sits really nice with the angling that you did there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is a heart-shaped shawl uh, at the beginning, and then it connects uh, towards the end so that it stays put on your neck real nice. Mm -hmm. It's like a like not a modification, but a different take on a kerchief-style cowl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Variation. That's the word I was not not getting. Yes. And uh, yeah, this is testing right now, and by the time this comes out, I won't need any more testers 
but the pattern will be coming out uh, the week of Thanksgiving. So exciting. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay. And then the other thing I finish is this hat. Mm, your swatch hat. My swatch hat. So uh, I am working on a design uh, that I can't talk about. But I needed to do a swatch. It's exciting. It is really exciting. Uh, get excited to hear about it a year from now. So uh, this is uh, Brooklyn Tweed Peary, uh, which I really like. It's a uh, super good yarn for color work. It's fingering weight. And this was, I bought two skeins of yellow and one skein of black for my bee hat design, apiculture hat. And I, ne- I never cracked open the second skein of yellow. And I needed to do a swatch for the sweater. But I was like... I really want to do the swatch. This is my first like commission sweater design. So like I really wanted to make sure that I did a huge swatch and make sure that I did it in the round. Like the sweater will be knit as opposed to trying to do it flat and having any sort of gauge errors that could occur from that. I really wanted to do it super by the book. So I decided that rather than knitting a huge tube for no reason, that I was just going to knit a hat because now nice. I have a finished hat and a swatch. So, and what weight of yarn is it? It's fingering weight. And this color <laughs> is marigolds. Very nice. And uh, yeah, this is my swatch hat. I knit it on the same. I did the same ribbing that I'm going to do on the sweater. And I used the same needles that I'm going to do for the sweater. So it should, in theory, be a perfect swatch. And one of our friends uh, always asked me if I knit just plain beanie hats because he wears those. So he, he's getting this yellow hat because he always Very has. nice. If I knit beanie hats, it's yellow because that's what I had. So I'll have to be happy with it. It's yellow. And then we have, you did a blog post all about the swatch hat. So if you want to know more, you can head on over to our Patreon. Yeah. And I do have the recipe. If you want to knit this exact hat that I did, uh, you can totally knit that from that blog post and you could do make your own style uh, fingering weight swatch hat from that recipe as well. So huzzah, huzzah. Oh, man. Did you ever watch, sorry, just saying huzzah made me think of, did you watch uh, The Great on Hulu? No. It was a historical fiction. Oh, I wanted to watch that. They advertised it to me. Yeah, it was heavily advertised to me as well, and I thoroughly enjoyed its uh, take, very lighthearted take on history. It's, It's not incredibly historically accurate, but it's not totally wrong. And it's nice because it doesn't assume that literally everybody in Russia's imperial court was white. Like, do we know, like, certain rulers were white? Absolutely. But, like, not everybody around them has to be. It was fun. The costumes were stunning. um, And there was just a lot of drunken vodka-fueled shenanigans. That sounds fun. Huzzah! Huzzah! Cool. With that digression, I think that takes us into whips, huh? Yes. I've made some progress on both of the whips I showed you last week. I can just like speed go through those. Sock progression is going well. My little West Yorkshire spinner socks. Just trying to see. So I have the first sock totally finished. Not totally finished. It doesn't have a heel. The main part's finished. And I have the second, like I've got half of the foot of the second sock. It's going to be very festive for my Christmas celebrating friend. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm going but to yeah, them wh- and drink hot chocolate and eat cookies and be adorable. Hooray. Those are some of my favorite wintertime activities is hot cocoa and um, 
sweets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's West Yorkshire Spinners. It's the Hollyberry colorway. It was their holiday colorway from a few years back. And then just a coordinating red, both West Yorkshire Spinners. It's one of my favorite workhorse yarns. I they like look them. so cute. I'm excited. Yay, me too. I haven't, I didn't get a ton of work in on that um, because I was busy working on my other things. I also, I did get a fair amount of work in on my Nell tunic, which is a pattern by Ari Shimizu. And it's a tunic that I did not check the gauge for. And it's supposed to be spacious, but it's definitely going to be spacious. It looks um, big. It does look big. Just but, like project. Um, pro, uh, pro- it's a large project and it's a progress. Large That's the word I was looking for progress wise. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I'm using essence of autumn in prairie sock mm-hmm. and the colorway is spring and autumn, which is an off white base with lots of colorful speckles. And it's just delightful. It's so sweater this, shaped now. It's sweater shaped. Now this is where I was last week and you can see I've gotten maybe a good, like almost six inches done since then. Mm-hmm. And you connected the front because before it I was have. like a flat little thingy. Mm-hmm. I've connected the front. It's in the round and I have separated for the sleeves. There's lots of really good, just nice little details. And there's like a little detailing that's going in on the side. That's some twisted stitches. Um, Cute. Yeah. Like a little faux side seam that I like, which is going on. But uh, this one kind of brought up a topic. I learned about helical knitting for this, that I could alternate skeins. Mm-hmm. This is my first time doing helical knitting, and I'm excited. I like it. It's fun. Yeah. You've, you do helical knitting when alternating skeins and stocking yes. it? Yes. Yeah, I'm a fan. It's um, invisible. Yeah. Easy to do. Mm-hmm. No complaints. Yep. It's also good if you want to just do single row striping socks. Huh, I've never tried single row striping socks. It's it can be good if you have some scraps that you have less than to make a whole pair of socks. You could use two small things and alternate. It works best with uh one really busy yarn and one less busy yarn, I feel like. But you I mean if you want like just totally banana socks, you could do two really busy yarns. I kind of want to try it now on just like one mm-hmm. one round of each color stripey yep. socks now. Maybe I shall. It makes it look like micro stripe dyed socks, basically. Yeah, I would imagine so. What have you been working on? Uh, those things that I showed you. And then I have worked a little bit on my plain vanilla socks for my father-in-law in the Knit Picks Chickadee. Mm-hmm. So last time you saw them, I had just finished the heel flap, but now I am well into the foot. Um, not nice. as far into the foot as you would think, as these fo- are for a size 14 men's foot. How many stitches around is that? 72. Only 72? You're, so your regular gauge, what size needles are those? Ones. Socks so you're stretchy. You're, your gauge is so tight. So like, I, I knit on size zeros. I knit 80 stitches on size zeros for my partner who, I, he has extra wide feet. Huh. Interesting. They don't have extra wide feet. They aren't like 14 wide. They're just Uh, okay. So okay. I think if they were wide, I would need to up the stitches. And Mm -hmm. when occasionally when Chad first, because his dad and him have the same size feet, uh, occasionally when Chad gets a pair of socks from me, it's like a little bit hard to get it over the heel just for like the first couple of wears, but then it seems to be fine. And I think that the 
they prefer the um, tightness of the socks as opposed to them being loose and like falling down around their legs or something. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because I do make them long. They both like them a little long. I did this one a little bit shorter than I normally would for them uh, on Mm -hmm. the leg because I I don't think that I have that much of this Felici. Mm -hmm. So it's really cute though. I love it. That's a really cute colorway. Yeah, I had bought this colorway for me, but like, who am I kidding? I have a ton of sock yarn, so. (laughs) Yes, I too have a ton of sock yarn. Mm -hmm. I do have something that I cast on if you were done talking about your delightful socks. I am done talking about my delightful socks. I cast on another ripple bralette. Ooh. I cast on another one for a friend from high school. Um, we were acquaintances in high school, but never really close. And then we just found each other on the in- on Instagram, but she commented on my ripple bralette and I was like all jazzed on making, making them for other people. And so I cast on another ripple bralette. This is the mermaid one. Yeah. So the yarn is really mermaidy. It's a singles. It's by Ushitita, uh, who's a European designer dyer. We did a swap a while back and she sent me this. It's really pretty, but doing two inches of one by one twisted rib is going to make me cry. That's a lot of one by one twisted rib, says the person yeah. who puts one by one twisted rib in a lot of her patterns. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> um, but the color is making me very happy. So it's making it easy to do a significant amount of it just one by looks one so rib. good. It does look really you nice. You can't argue with how good it looks. And this yarn is super duper mermaidy. I knew she would choose it because that's very her style. She's definitely like a sea witch sort of a person, whereas I'm more of like a gothy witch person. Mm-hmm. It's um, really cute. But it's it's definitely like tealy blue greens with pops of pinks and purples going on in there. It's really fun. But um, my friend is built like the designer herself, Jessie made. So it's going to be a a challenge, not a challenge, but like it's going to be a new experience for me knitting a fitted garment for somebody with a dramatically different body shape than me. And I'm Mm -hmm. excited for the challenge. Yeah. Adventures. So yeah, my friend's like rib circumference is pretty similar to mine, but she's a lot more generously proportioned. So my plan is to, I cast on for the size, um, for one size that corresponds to the rib cage. And I think I'm going to increase up to a larger size, which corresponds to my friend's actual bust size. And I think I'm going to add in a bust dart. Mm -hmm. I think these are all good plans. Yes. These are my plans. Stay tuned and see how they develop. I am excited, excited for this endeavor. Mm -hmm. Hooray. Awesome. Have you got anything else you're working on? I can't show it to you. I mean, <laughs> I can show it to you. I'll show it to you later, but like no one else can see it. So secret thing. Get ready for that to be the name of the game for the next month and a half, friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Hopefully I'll try and make progress on my knitting projects to have something exciting to talk about. Yeah. I uh, probably am not going to be casting anything else on I can talk about aside from for those while. socks. So <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's okay. I heard you brought the content for acquisitions this week. I did. I, it is, is it 
a true old school Emily's <laughs> Emily's corner. <laughs> so should we break it up where you talk about some stuff, then I'll talk about some things that I've got, and then you can go talk about more stuff. That's probably for the best. <laughs> okay. Well, let, let's see the first chunk of your your haul. Okay, so the first chunk is I got this single skein, which I guess I'll take it out of the bag. Um, from Ching Fibers. Uh, and I ordered this on Halloween because I was too jazzed about Halloween to not order some sort of a Halloween (laughs) yarn. And this was her Franken yarn Halloween colorway. It looks like a kind of off brown base with lots of like neon-y speckles. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's kind of like a weird, grungy, greeny brown. Uh, and it has just like totally rainbow candy speckles on it. Nice. I love it. And what sort of base is it? I got the classic DK base. So it's 75 superwash merino, 25 nylon. Nice. DK weight. Um, and I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. I'm probably going to like make a hat or some some sort of a small accessory with it because it's just like mm-hmm. one cutie little it looks like a little chubby bunny it's very cute it is it's so fun i love it i squish it yep so i got that friend and then (laughs) (laughs) also i got an email from uh webs yarn.com that they had some regia on clearance Ooh. And I am knitting those socks for my father-in-law in Felici. And then I actually don't have a ton of like super durable gift sock yarn around. I have gone through a mm-hmm. lot of my stash of that, which I know sounds insane because I have like a ton of sock yarn. But I, a lot of my sock yarn I, that is like indie dyed, I use for shawls and stuff and not actually mm-hmm. socks. Uh, and I don't always use it for gift socks because people are a little bit less careful about their laundering of hand-knit socks than I am. Uh, so I like to use like Felici and Regia kind of stuff for gift socks a lot of the time. Not always, but a lot of the time. And I had totally depleted my stores. I had especially totally depleted my stores of like stereotypical adult man colors because while I don't super care about gender norms and like Chad owns rainbow pink socks and stuff, my father and father-in-law aren't going to wear rainbow pink socks to work. These are just I mean, being boring doesn't have a gender. Right. Uh, <laughs> I know plenty of, of female so identifying just, people who wear nothing but boring colors. That's definitely a better way to put it. They're just boring. They're boring. They want boring, earthy colors. They want blues <laughs> and grays. They want things that match jeans. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed to get some boring colors. I got this email, uh, that they were doing 40% off Regia, which Ooh. was like super good. So I did stock up on some Regia. And show, the, show, show. The first couple, I feel like I know why they're discontinuing this, which is this whole line of yarn uh-huh. of colorways by Regia is called oh. Native Color, which is like. Mm-hmm. Not overtly the worst thing ever, but it's in the questionable category of naming yeah. things. And they all had like kind of interesting names of the colorways too. They aren't printed on the balls, so I don't remember. And I'm not like listing them in my Ravelry because they were kind of questionable. Uh, mm-hmm. They just have the numbers on these. But I did, there was like things like tra- or uh, tradition and like 
I, who who knows things like that that were kind of like interesting a european company appropriating native american i'm assuming there were some that things. Would, could definitely like apply to native european peoples uh of true the terms, but it yeah i mean it was highly questionable <laughs> i don't i I think it's interesting that the company decided to discontinue the yarn instead of just slapping new labels on things. But I think that they make so many yarns and are such a big company that they discontinue it all the time. So they were just mm-hmm. like, eh, get rid of that. And it, maybe yeah. it didn't sell well because it's the I bought it because it's boring colors. Mm-hmm. Maybe the boring colors weren't selling as well. But anyway. Nice. So it looks like different shades of blue and different shades of Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this is a blue-gray, and they do, like, a patterning situation. I do like that. Yeah, so it's, like, stripes, and there's some, like, dots, and mm-hmm. I, I like self-patterning yarns like this. And then I have I a red and brown mm-hmm. one of nice. the same patterning. So it's I got like those. You could think of it, they're, like, boring Fire Nation and Water Tribe colors. They are boring Fire Nation and Water Tribe colors. And then they also had this festival color line Ooh. on clearance. And it's another just like standard four ply Regia sock yarn. Uh, and it just has a different patterning. This is mm-hmm. a little bit more of a busy patterning with some. Yeah. A little col- colorful, little, little colorful, exciting. Variegated bits and tiny micro stripes. Uh, so it I combines got... warm and cool colors. That might be too much for some. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> this is, but this one is just blue gray. And then there's kind of it's like true. a brighter turquoise blue so for like. Some... Those like European sock yarn companies are kind of notorious for the picture being a little more lively than the actual sock. Yes, but I will show you. I got this one, which is pretty lively of the festival mm. color, and I bought this because it was named Tomorrowland, and Aww. it is the same colors as like '90s Tomorrowland colors from Disney World and Disneyland, and that's definitely on purpose, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got. How turquoise. did the big mouse not catch that? I don't know. It's on the discontinued line. Maybe the big mouse wasn't a huge fan. (laughs) Uh, I think that they might have done Tomorrowland as two words and it's like one word. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, it was named Tomorrowland and like these are straight up colors used in the Tomorrowland uh, bit of Disneyland. So uh, there's purple. uh, There's kind of like a weird pale orange uh and a bright Mm -hmm. orange and turquoise stripes nice so these are fun uh they will possibly become socks for me eventually they will possibly become socks for one of my many disney loving family members so Mm -hmm. one Um, of your loved ones who has a little more fun in their life Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> At least their wardrobe. En- someone who enjoys to wear some colors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I got some cool stuff this week. None of it yarn, though. I did get a package from my friend. She's Nitty Smalls on, um, on Instagram because she's a very small human. But she sent me a little, like, spooky fall package. And, like, everybody's like, oh, I need to send Lauren a spooky fall package. And I'm like, am I sounding like I need tearing up that bad? I must be actually talking about my problems for once. <laughs> but anyway, I had a friend actually send me a package. And she made me a little cushion. It's cute. 
Yeah, it's just a little black cushion. She embroidered a little kitty face on it with little green eyes. It's it's tremendously cute. Look how cute that little face is. It's yeah, so cute. Little green eyes and a little pink snoot. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Um, and then she also sent me, she's the one who made me watch The Witcher. So she sent me a couple of the books. Oh, nice. Which, I've heard that yeah, those you, are good. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that they're actually pretty good fantasy books. So it'll be nice to see like what the source material is. And it's got like really cheesy, the really cheesy video game art on it. It's just like, eh. that'll be, that'll be fun stuff. I needed a new, needed a new book mm-hmm. too. And she also gave me some sourdough starter, which she Ooh. put swamps of Dagobah starter. She wrote on there because she's a big Star Wars, Star Wars lover. Nice. She, yeah. So I'm excited. I will have, um, I'll have sourdough soon once I get feed it and stuff. Yeah. It's like a baby. It has to be regularly fed and changed. Yeah. I have like this sketchy rolled up baggie full of earth toned powder, whitish powder that got sent in the mail to me. It is a little sketchy. It is a little sketchy. I just dropped it on the floor, but she also made me a little bit of art. Maybe you can see it. I put it in my new little space. I cleaned out my whole stash and in my little wall bar, I have my little witchy space in here. And Secret you can see the- witch space. Secret witch space. <laughs> and in the corner of my little wall cabinet, she made me a little like galaxy and trees, a uh, little watercolor postcard size in there. And so I keep it in there and it's my little art my friend sent me and it makes me happy in my little space where I just tuck my candles and incense and stuff in. It's cute. I love yeah. that bar. I want one. I want a secret witch wall space. Yeah, I highly recommend having a secret cabinet in your house where you like hide your treasures. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite. But it's good because the last thing I got was I got the Marigold Tarot deck by Emirate Brar, who's the artist. And I it came with a couple little like, they're not postcards. They don't have like things. They're just little like graphic prints so you can kind of see the art. It's definitely the art that inspired our logo. Yes, um, it was. There were assorted cards from it in our Pinterest board when we were coming up with our logo. Yes. So this one, I believe, is the card for strength. It doesn't have anything printed on it. And they're all just done in black and white and gold. And there's no like uh, fleshed out figures. They're all skeletons, which I love. And the artist is Punjabi and they're all wearing non-Western clothing and jewelry, which I love the aesthetics of the whole sign. It's creepy. It's non-Western. It's perfect for me. And then this one isn't one of the cards, but that's just a sample of the art. Just, you know, good creepy skeleton stuff. I love it. And if you're interested in getting prints or this tarot deck or anything, it is on 13th Press. And that is where you can find it. Nice. I've been having a lot of fun playing with my new tarot deck. I'm excited that you are. Yeah. Yeah. What other yarn did you get? <laughs> so the other yarn I got is a whole sweater quantity. Huzzah! Huzzah! And this is for that sweater I'm designing that I can't talk about. So I will just let you see these colors and leave it at that. So it's Brooklyn Tweed Peary. That's why I'm swatching it in Brooklyn Tweed Peary. And I have eight skeins of Fleet, which is a navy blue. Very nice. That was the one you were having trouble getting? Yes, there was, there was some hunting. 
and uh, this is a hammock, which I believe is undyed. Mm -hmm. It's just like a natural sheep color. Mm -hmm. And then I also have, uh, what is this one called? Oh, the label Mm -hmm. came out in the thing. I think it's Alzarin? Something? Alizarin. Red. And then this is yellow, but it's different than the yellow that my hat is made out of. And it is tincture. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yep. So they all look good together and they will be a thing that you will see someday. Primary colors. Very nice. Yeah, I'm excited. It's it's color work. I'll say that. So Mm -hmm. color work. I really like this yarn for color work. My like I said, my apiculture hat is in this, so I'm excited to get started. Mm-hmm. And now I have worked with all three of the yellows that they make in this line, I discovered, <laughs> because the hat, uh, the apiculture hat has marigold in it, and I used, I forgot what the other one is called, but I used the other one for something else. So I got, I got different yellows from that line for days, apparently. Very nice. We should, I was just thinking... We should totally name this episode Huzzah. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess if that's it for the things we've acquired, we can talk about our occult corner for the week. Hooray. If I were smarter, I would have led in from the tarot deck I bought into occult corner. But, but we messed has- it up because we sandwiched the it's okay. We did. That ship has sailed. But anyway, for occult corner, we're gonna talk about the history of tarot. Hooray! Very briefly. So, from my little snooping around the internets, I saw that tarot originated in Europe in, like, the late Middle Ages slash early renaissance phase, and it was just a regular secular playing card thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it only really became a like divination thing kind of late enlightenment and like it definitely what became a divination thing in victorian times because the victorians loved spooky shit they did yeah and uh hand-drawn cards would have been a thing at the time that they were around which is really interesting back in the day hand-drawn cards would have been your only way pre Mm -hmm. like printing press yep which makes playing cards seem like a real luxury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw some of the original decks were Italian, and the word tarot comes from tarocchi, which is an Italian word, which I thought was interesting. I was all like, oh, I'm Italian. This is part of my ancestry to, like, fiddle around with this stuff. It was fun. But um, I think it's neat. I think that's neat that tarot cards, there's basically, like, a souped-up version of a regular deck of playing cards regular playing card suits and numbers and court and then you have some bonus cards and it's just fun pretty art yeah yeah i'm looking through my little uh book that came with my swift smith weight tarot deck because it has like Mm -hmm. a little history because it's the centennial edition of the deck and it just like i guess minor arcana was more all that would have been in the middle ages period of tarot because Mm -hmm. the minor arcana is based off of playing card decks kind of situation so 
Yeah. And I liked that uh, as it was Italian, like it was the roots are largely Italian for it there. I saw some other things about some of the cards having in addition to like Christian cultural references. There's also like some Eastern cultural references from like Turkey and Egypt as well, which makes sense because the Italians in the early Renaissance were the ones that really started the whole like international trade thing back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you have anything to add in about the history? Not really. I just knew the stuff about the Middle Ages and mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, I think it's interesting to how in the non-English speaking countries, it's more just a playing card game, but in the English speaking countries, it became more of a divination thing, mm-hmm. which is yeah, fun. It's, in- it's interesting too, because I feel like we have the lore of tarot as a fortune telling thing in the middle ages in our zeitgeist like mm-hmm. that we think of it for that even though that's like not necessarily the case <laughs> yeah apparently it was actually just card games for people who could afford to have someone paint several dozen tiny pictures for you mm-hmm. man it's just i just can't get get my head around the like pre-printing press days like I understand the value of like a monk's work copying a book like I understand the value of books but like expending all that artistic effort so that somebody could gamble (laughs) yeah uh but I mean expending all that artistic effort so someone could read a book as well (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that's just a thing yeah or so someone could have a picture of their loved one Mm-hmm. Gotta paint that sh- shiz biz. Yeah, for sure. Also, that is my favorite thing too, is looking at like medieval pictures that are just like totally nonsensical, that are just like genitalia that shouldn't be in certain places, but they are just like strange animals that look like, like, have you seen a horse in real life? Like, yeah. Also like sizing of things being totally wrong like the horse being the same size as the man and stuff oh yeah yeah knights fighting giant snails mm-hmm. man the middle ages i'm glad i didn't live there and what i'm glad time. i can see their art yeah it's not a place i'd like to visit yeah did you have any more thoughts on tarot aside from history like thoughts in general uh, I I am getting more into it uh, actively, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like it as a tool for self-reflection, which we've talked about a little bit. But yeah, we're both kind of like actively studying uh, the different meanings of the cards and stuff right now, which is a fun time. It really is. And I love the just true diversity of decks that are available these days. I just had coffee with a friend yesterday and she told me about a new one that's all um, actual women and fictional women just on the cards just cartoon real like oh just over is the thing that like sold me the the like instagram post my friend sent me is there let's put it this way they had a certain author who was on one of the cards who they decided they no longer wanted to represent their deck and so they switched it out and this was the five of cups which is kind of a sad card um and the what they picked to replace um this author <laughs> is Daria. (laughs) I just thought that was the perfect character for this like kind of depressing card to be Daria. Daria, like I saw that as a child growing up um, and Daria was all I wanted to be as a teenager. Mm -hmm. I love Daria so much. She's great. 
I kind of did turn into Daria a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also but, Jane. Yeah. Jane was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I did go through, like, in high school, I did, like, a series of dirtbag boys that were a lot like Tread. These things happen. Mm-hmm. These things happen when you're a teenager. Teens. But anyway, back to the topic at hand of tarot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're both having a lot of fun learning what all the cards mean. I think it's really cool. I agree. It's a really interesting tool for introspection. Like anything that makes you just think about your life and how you could do it better is a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can do it while looking at some like totally cool art that makes you feel good inside, like even better. Yeah. And if you're on a budget, like before uh, Lauren got her new Miracle deck, she was using just a regular pack of playing cards. So if you just have mm-hmm. a regular pack of playing cards around, uh, those, you can totally correspond them to all of the minor arcana and do a bunch of stuff with them. And there's tons of lists of what all the different card meanings are on the internet. Uh, so yeah, you don't have to like buy a new fancy tarot deck if you don't have the funds for that right now. You could get into this for pretty cheap Mm -hmm. which is cool yeah and a regular deck of playing cards too is like if you're living in a situation where you have people in your household that would not approve you could do it with just regular playing cards and that's not um they're just for solitaire (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's it's cool like i like just I like just learning about what all the symbolisms are. I like just writing everything down because that's how I learn. It reinforces my learning when I write things down. And just thinking about how all these like societal archetypes relate to to my own life is good. And I really like the elemental nature of it as like somebody who's part of the avatar renaissance. Like thinking about like the interaction between the elements is really fun. Yeah, I didn't really know about that at all um, because I'm just getting into standard tarot. I've only really messed with Oracle decks before, which we'll talk about on a separate episode for Occult Corner, I'm sure. Uh, But I was just learning about all of the different uh, elemental correspondences in my uh, Unlocking the Court Cards class that I was doing from Circle of Stitches. And that's so cool. And I like seeing... I. I have been studying that with the Smith weight deck and it's interesting to see the evolution of all of that throughout the cards and other, other decks have that too. But like this, like the queen of cups has like a covered cup and like, it's the only covered cup in the whole deck. And that's like interesting because of such and such <laughs> reasons. Yeah. So there's all sorts of interesting symbols that different artists put into different decks, which are cool. Yeah. About. It's it also is. like different, while each suit is associated with an element in the Smith weight deck, there are cards that have really clear uh, symbols from other elements outside of their uh, suit element. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like certain cards that like have all of them together deliberately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's just like neat little bits, like uh, a lot of the people in the court cards uh, in the wands suit have salamanders on their clothes Mm -hmm. and they're kind of like Ouroboros salamanders. So yeah, because salamanders are associated with fire, Mm -hmm. which I think is a really funny thing. Everybody in ye olden days thought salamanders could survive fire. Just be, but that's exactly the opposite. Red equal fire. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Salamanders would be in wood. 
And oh, yeah, people that's would right. throw the wood onto the fire and the salamanders would go, ah, geez, it's hot. And they'd run out and everybody would be like, oh, this salamander was born from the fire. <laughs> I don't think I'd heard that, be- that before. That's amusing. Yeah, that's part of the, the old-timey salamander lore. Hmm. So that's, that's why salamanders are on all the wands court cards. I got that they were associated with fire, but I didn't get the origin of why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where I heard that. Don't like take that for the truth, but um that's just what was living in my head. Nope, it's it's facts now. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Do you have a particular suit that you uh are identi- that you kind of like feel like is your suit that you're identifying with uh the most or like an element and therefore that suit is the- your suit? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Is kind of interesting. I did uh, get to know your deck spread, right? When my deck came in and the card that was supposed to correspond to me actually corresponded to my Zodiac sign, which is a water sign. The kind of, I'm a cancer and apparently the card that responds to cancer or like corresponds to cancer is the eight of cups. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like depressing and making it life harder for yourself, which is definitely me. But I don't identify with the water as an element or cups as like a life theme, but I do know that it compassion and emotion is something I could work on in my life. Like I know that's my weakness. So that's interesting. Now I don't long story short is now I don't have anything. I, I know what the cards are telling me to do. Like I've been getting a lot of cups saying like, maybe you should not be such a horrible person. (laughs) You're so funny because I just know you to be a very good person. (laughs) No, I'm big and mean. Let me be angry. (laughs) (laughs) You only knew the mean little gremlin thoughts running around my gremlin head. (laughs) Don't shatter my image of myself as fierce and large and ferocious. Okay. You're very mean. I'm very scared of you. Okay, like, yeah, I know. Insert a picture of, like, a screamy, fluffy kitten in here. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Have you have any things that have been coming up for you or you've been identifying with? I mean, generally with uh, any, like, elemental stuff, I I feel like water is kind of my jam. Um, Mm -hmm. Just... I don't know. I feel like I have an affinity for it. I like a lot of uh, water-based ritual practices and like soothing. Like, I mean, I really like to take baths to calm down and I can't right now because there are chickens in my bathtub. (laughs) So so I'm very stressed right now, but uh, (laughs) uh, yeah. And like the card that I pulled in my class for like your like guide during the class was the page of cups oh fun which is like kind of the page is the scholar in some other decks so it's kind of like starting mm-hmm. to learn more about that so i i can dig that i feel that i definitely think i would be like a water tribe person in the avatar universe so just like <laughs> not me yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> Just like in terms of like their values and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was interesting. I kind of did my first like practice reading on a friend, and she's a social worker, and she got all her cards were all court 
the Court of Cups and the Magician as well, which was exciting. We had a fun time kind of seeing that. I was like, I thought it was very accurate for her because she like, that's her, that's her talent in this world and she's found it and she's executing it is her like compassion and empathy and emotional intelligence, which makes her a good social worker and a good friend. Yay. So, so that was a hoot. Yeah. I'm looking forward to like getting to know more of the cards and like irritating all my friends with letting me try practice readings on them. Yeah. And definitely like we are both like just getting into this. Uh, so mm-hmm. don't like take our, don't take anything about tarot as the gospel truth because it's all kind of like self-interpretation stuff, which is what makes it neat. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we're both learning and we don't know a ton of stuff yet. So I'm sure you'll hear more about this as we get more into it. But that's the thing that makes it good too. It's about what uh, what one sees in the symbols on the cards. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's any one hard and fast rule. Yeah, I am uh, looking forward to getting more familiar with the format of specifically tarot decks because the only thing I really know about right now is the court cards because of that class I'm doing that's just about those but like I am not familiar with the major arcana I'm not familiar with all of the meanings of the numbered cards yet so mm-hmm. yeah and there's lots learn. of stuff in there about like numerology too like cause the number of the cards they're all really mm-hmm. they're all really complex and it just allows you to like create your own interpretation Mm-hmm. Just neat. And I, I think the thing I like the most about it as a practice is it's as magical or lit- not literal, but like it's as magical as you want it to be. Like even if it's just you looking at symbols and interpreting things and introspecting about your life 100% secularly, it's good for that. And if it's like definitely more spiritual and magical to you, it is like it's both of those things. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's so neato. I'm it is fan. so neato. I am also a fan. Yeah, I am excited for, I kickstarted a uh, deck that is themed to, it has different like woodland animals uh, on all of the pictures and is kind of like Art Nouveau themed. So I'm excited for that to get here Ooh. because I am wanting to learn about the Smith Waite deck and look at it because it's like kind of important in the history of tarot and like where a lot of the basis for other decks comes from. Uh, but I think that, uh, other arch will be like a more intuitive thing for me to like grasp meanings of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this will be a little, this here is a good transition. Speaking of cards. Um, I did just get an email. I'm going to be on a cup. My yarn is going to be on a couple cards for the knitting game. That's so exciting. Board game. We played that literally last night. Who's we? My husband and I. Does he like knitting the board game? Yeah, it's a good board game. We play board games. <laughs> I like board games too. Yeah, I, it's, I like I like this one. We it's very similar to Ticket to Ride game mechanics yes. wise. If you're familiar with that game, I've played that one once. Mm-hmm. It's you like are collecting sets of cards to like achieve things, kind of similar. But yeah, he he'll play that with me because it's a fun game. Yeah, it's a good game. Like, but soon you will be able to find some Valkyrie fibers cards or yarn on. Are some they going to be in a booster packs. pack? Yeah, because I I'll believe need to, so. I need to get the expansion pack of your yarn. 
Might yeah, be, so that'll be fun. Sad without your yarn. I know. I think that kind of takes us into our shameless self-promotion section. Yes. Um, I'm having a shop update this week. Um, that's over at my Etsy shop, which is Valkyrie Fibers Tahoe. I will be having some self-striping. I'll be doing, I'll be having my tree beard colorway. It's so B- cute. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll have it on BFL and regular and it's six stripes. There's three of Fangorn, which is actually a color way that I do t- all together. I will have that as well. Um, so there's three and the self-striping, there's six stripes total, total. There's three stripes of Fangorn and then there's one of a really tonal green and a tonal amber and then like a dark kind of grayish greeny. It's the most woodland stripes you could have. Yeah, it's very good. It'd be good for people in your life that like really uh, boring, earthy colored socks. It would, yes. (laughs) Perfect for that. So I'll have the self-striping on my BFL, my high twist BFL nylon base, as well as my regular superwash merino nylon base. And then I'll have coordinating colorway fangorn to go with that. And that'll be on my matte sock base, which is the Superwash Merino Nylon. And then I'll also have a couple other colorways, some old favorites that I think look really good together. I will have Nazgul and Smeagol on matte sock, which is my fingering base. Yeah, so Nazgul is a deep blue-green with kind of really grungy, gross speckles. And Smeagol is a pinky off-white with grungy, gross, dirty speckles because... Well, there's a little bit of blue in there too. It makes me happy. They look very nice together. They do look very, they'd be really good for color work together. Mm-hmm. Actually, somebody has done a color work sweater in these two and it turned out really good. So I will be having all that in my next shop update, which is Sunday the 15th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard. Mm-hmm. Hooray! Which is before this comes out on uh, audio. So if you want to... Uh, check that out there might be some left over hopefully so i would imagine so mm-hmm. yep that'll be also after this comes out on the youtubes yes yes so if you're watching this on youtube that happens on sunday if you're listening to it that happened a couple days ago go see if you there's could be listening left. to this years from now and it's long gone <laughs> it's then then <laughs> then we can't help you <laughs> yeah out of luck um did you have any personal shameless self-promotion have kind of a co-shameless self-promotion. I know. I was just seeing if there's anything else before that. Uh, no. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> we have exciting news. We do have exciting news. Tell us all about it, Emily. We are running a club for all of 2021. Hooray! Hooray! It's called the Power of the Full Moon Club. Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. Yes, so we're super excited about this. Uh, If you watch our Office Hours videos, you've heard us do some planning for it, Uh, but it is happening. Uh, Actually, if you are listening to the audio, the uh, pre-orders for the kits dropped in my Kitty with a Cupcake Etsy shop uh, yesterday on Monday, the 16th of November, and we are running pre-orders. So what is this club? What is in this club? It's a basic magic. Magic, yes. Uh, we It's going to be a quarterly club, so you yes. don't have to buy the whole year. Yes, we're breaking up into quarters, but it is a monthly 
thing that you get within the quarter. So uh, everything is themed to the different names for the full moons throughout the whole year. So the first quarter, January, is wolf moon. February is snow moon. And March is worm moon. Worm moon. Worms. Uh, yes. And so there, we do have like kind of a theme that goes with each of those. So wolf moon is harnessing courage. Uh, snow moon is curating comfort. And where moon is growing the seed. So that might give you like some clues as to the kind of theme things that could be in there. Yeah. So if you order the, the first quarter, you're going to get three little packages. And inside the packages, there will be a variety of little things. One of which will be a mini skein from me. Um, there was some questions about the colorways. And they, I'm going to try and make kind of a matching aesthetic because uh, all my yarns do kind of coordinate because I have certain dyes that are my crutches. <laughs> but the, the color aesthetic for these uh, will be pale and soft, but also grungy at the same time. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, and uh, there will also be a download code for a monthly spell pouch pattern designed by me uh, that you can make with the mini skein if you want. Uh, so you could make a whole year worth of cute little spell pouches, and they will be different shapes, different constructions, different techniques. So it'll be a really nice way to test out different knitting techniques, tech test out a couple different like constructions for things. And it's a really quick project that you can work up. So it's not like a huge commitment every month to make mm -hmm. one. And who doesn't need more little bags for all the things in your life? Like, you, could you use them for your, like, spiritual witchy practice? Absolutely. But, like, could you use them for your dice? Yeah. Your headphones, your cell phone, your sunglasses? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't need more little bags? And those make great gifts. You could, you could use them for gifting in the future. Just tuck them full of, like, little homemade candies and a gift card for your loved ones. Yes. And additionally, I will release a pattern at the end of the year that will be a shawl pattern uh, for mini skeins. Idea being you could do it for like an advent scent or a club situation like this of mini skeins. Uh, Fiber Coven members are going to have access to that pattern throughout the year as a test knit situation. So they'll get each of the little bits because that is something that they requested. Uh, so you don't have to do that. You could just do the spell pouches. but an option if you're not into the spell pouches. Mm -hmm. Yes, but that's not all the stuff you get. You also are going to get a tea light made by me, uh, hand poured tea lights with soy wax uh, in a themed scent for every month, which is festive. And there will also be a ritual I plan for every month. And that the information for what to do for the ritual is going to come on a little printed postcard. I'm going to be drawing art for all of the postcards. If you like the art I drew for the Dark Romantic Knit Along, uh, that tends to be how I draw things. So consider that. <laughs> I also drew our little uh, like graphic for the Power of the Full Moon Club. So you check mean that the gorgeous out. moon art? Yes, the gorgeous moon art. Yes, it's lovely. Emily is very talented. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and the, I, the rituals will be, they're definitely going to be like witchy kind of like uh, intention setting rituals. They're not going to be deity specific at all. So if like you are a Christian person and you don't, 
participate in worship of other deities. They're still going to be totally cool for you. It's going to be all about like setting intentions and doing things within your uh, personal self. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can make them as magic-y or as not magic-y as you want. Uh, and they're going to be all like little activities to do. So I'm not going to give spoilers of any what any of those are going to be, but there's definitely going to be some extra stuff in the packages for each month that might go with that. So there might be like tea or crystals or random little bits and bobs of hand spun. Uh, perhaps there will be some notions to use in the knitting of the spell pouches or embellishments like buttons or something so there and I'm I'm picking all of these things and uh, I'm making some things there's going to be some handmade art there's going to be some things that I make uh, in my homesteading situation so I think that it's going to be really fun are you going to mail everybody fresh eggs I'm not going to mail everybody fresh eggs. <laughs> I'll say that right now that's not happening <laughs> but I I mean within the first quarter definitely one of the extra things is something that I have made for like from my home place. I can't say where it's from because it's a huge spoiler, but <laughs> so yeah. But it'll be good. And these should be there. I know the yarn will be getting dyed very soon. And then mm -hmm. these things will be shipping out mid-December so that, that they're all ready to go for your new year. Yeah. So the idea is that you could do the ritual on the full moon each month. And I think I'll probably put the, the date of the full moon for that month on the card with the ritual, just so you don't have to look it up anywhere separately. And mm -hmm. it should be fun times. So we're going to run a knit along for this. So if you knit all of the uh, moon pouches for the quarter, you could be entered to win uh, the next quarter's uh, kit for free, which is cool. <laughs> And we are also going to be doing a special uh, extra bonus winner kind of thing. Uh, Upgrade with raffle. Yeah. Uh, so one person uh, from each quarter will get a full skein of yarn instead of a mini skein. And mm -hmm. one person will get a full uh, four ounce candle in a nice jar uh, instead of a tea light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of good things to keep. Oh, if I wasn't helping create this club, I would want to be in it. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun uh, planning the club. I really like to theme things. If you you know me, I'm into theming and I'm having a really fun time like coming up with themes for each month and making the different ritual plans. So I'm having a fun time. I hope you enjoy it and have a fun time with me. Yeah, so come join us for the Power of the Full Moon Club pre-orders dropping next week, club for all of 2021. Yes, and we will have links in the show notes at FiberCoven.com if you want to try and find those to check out. We have all the details on a public post on our Patreon that you can just read everything and see what all the different stuff going on with that is uh as well as our respective instagrams have yeah, the information for sure and uh that information will also be in the etsy listing uh for the pre-order too and they are going in my kitty with a cupcake etsy shop not the valkyrie fiber shop so don't get confused yep mm -hmm. sweet is that about it for us this week i think so. I think we have said many things and are done saying things now. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, should you wish to engage with our content, uh, we are on the Instagram at Fiber Coven. 
We're also on Patreon as Fiber Coven as well. And then we have a hop in Discord. Join us. Join us. And then you can find us individually. I'm Lauren and I am at Valkyrie underscore fibers on Instagram. Yes. And I am Emily. I am Kitty with a Cupcake on Instagram. Hooray. Hooray. Come interact with us online. We love it. Huzzah. Huzzah. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.